This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. America, welcome to the Glenn Beck program on the road today. Uh, joined by my executive producer Stu Brigier, who is holding the fort back in Texas, and I mean holding the fort. He has painted on his face the "Come and Take It" flag in support of uh, the border and Texas. I thought it was a little much. I was a little uncomfortable even being in the same room. But hey, whatever you know, whatever flies your flag, as they uh, as they always say. So, what is it? that uh, we have trust in as America. What do we have trust in? Well, uh, not a lot, according to a new poll, and I'm gonna show you, oh, why we don't have trust in those things, because they can't figure it out. In 60 seconds, stand by. Our uh, sponsor this half hour is Patriot Mobile, and if you haven't made the switch yet to Patriot Mobile, what are you thinking? Patriot Mobile right now uh, has excellent, excellent service. They're on the same cell towers as the big three. So if you're with Verizon or AT&T or any of those, why? Why? Why are you paying extra? And why are you doing business with a company that is actually working against us all the time with their profits? Patriot Mobile is different, entirely different. They are the um, world's only conservative Christian phone company. And their mission is to passionately defend our God-given constitutional rights and freedoms and to glorify God always. That is a fantastic mission statement, and it covers everything. If you are, if you are passionately defending our God-given rights and freedom and glorify God, you're going to give people the best service. You're going to make sure you're not cutting any corners because it wouldn't glorify God. They're going to save you money. They have the same coverage as everybody else, and they're in our corner. They are fighting all of the things that we're fighting uh, in our schools. Uh, they're fighting for life. They're fighting for our, our freedoms and our Constitution. The Second Amendment is big with them. Our military is big with them. Go to Patriot Mobile. Stand with the people who are standing with us. They have affordable plans fit any budget right now. You just go to PatriotMobile.com. That's PatriotMobile.com. Or make the switch by calling 972-PATRIOT. 972-PATRIOT. Use the offer code BECK and you'll get free activation. PatriotMobile.com slash BECK. Well, hello, Stu. How are you? Very well, Glenn. Thank you for good, asking. Good, I appreciate good, good, good. that. Yeah, good. Good. Uh, did you see the Gallup poll today? 
I've seen many polls today. I did an episode okay. of State of the Race this morning. We went through about 100 oh. different polls available on the Studios America feed where you get your podcasts. Um, so tell me give, me, give me the, give me a quick, I mean, you know, real quick overview of what you, you shared on that podcast today. Sure. Um, there were a ton wow, of polls. Wow, that sounds fantastic. Okay. You don't Thank actually you care. So Got it? it? No, no, no I actually right. do. Go oh, ahead. No, okay. Go ahead. Uh, Biden's uh, whole, uh, uh, handling of issues, and this is from the Quinnipiac poll, which was terrible for Trump. This, you know, and Quinnipiac has lately become this very, very Democrat favorable pollster. So this yeah. poll had uh, Trump down 46 to 40 in the general election. It's, it's the best poll Biden has had in months. OK, okay. but listen, in that context, these are the issue polls for Joe Biden. By far, his best issue is what, Glenn? What is Joe Biden's best issue? <laughs> If you're looking at like, oh, where's the success of the Biden administration? Where, what would you in point comparison to? to all the rest? Yes, uh, his um, spryness, <laughs> his agility, his agility, his physical agility. Yeah, no, his uh, physical agility. <laughs> his number one issue is his response to the Ukraine conflict. That's his wow. best issue. He's up by one, forty-seven, wow. forty-six, and favorability on that one. The economy. He is down by 13, 55-42. Uh, foreign policy, he is underwater by 20 points overall. Now, I don't know how you can think he's doing a good job in Ukraine and give him a minus 20 on foreign policy, but I guess that's uh, Israel, because in Israel, <laughs> it's 56-34. He's minus 22 there. And how about the border? <laughs> given the context I've given you, you got to guess at how many points underwater he is on the border? A thousand, it only goes to a hundred, right? So a thousand. (laughs) A thousand. (laughs) 35. He's 28% approval, 63% disapproval on the border right now. I mean, that is, it's catastrophic. And I know it feels like, okay, well, we've always known he's been on the border. Well, we've known that, but the American people don't typically do this with the border issue. It's a split issue. It's one of those things where Democrats usually can be in the, you know, 40s or maybe 50, you know, around 50%. That now it's twenty eight. That's not good, Glenn. Mm. No, <laughs> not no, suboptimal. Uh, not good. Not good. Mm. So let me give you uh, the latest from Gallup, and it is not about uh, uh, politics. It's about honesty, <laughs> about honesty and ethics. Okay, should we stop here and just take a quick break and do a refresher on what ethics are? <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. A lot of America understands that. How would you rate the honesty and ethical standards of people in these fields? Uh, In terms of very high trust, very high trust, uh, trust, medium trust, low trust. Okay. So here's what happened. Medical doctors went from 65% in 2019 down to 56%. Now, you just tell me, Stu, just off the top of your head, why people trust doctors less. I would uh, guess that's, let's see, it was 2020. It's a good question. 2019. Oh, it was 2019 to 2023. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. I would say uh, Anthony Fauci and surrounding yeah. issues. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, being controlled by the government, not being able to uh, say the, the good doctors, not being able to speak their mind, and all the rest of the doctors just falling in line. So we don't trust them anymore. Pharmacists dropped from 64% to 55%. Same. I don't really even know what, yeah, it's the same. And I don't know what any, I mean, do you ever go, 
I don't know. That pharmacist looks pretty shady back there. <laughs> you walk in and you're like, give me this stuff. And they hand it across the counter. You don't even know who the pharmacist is for the love of Pete. But overall in the category, it's, again, about science. Now, they can't figure these things out. Bankers and journalist ethics decreased in the public eye from 28% in 2019 to 19%. Now, why would bankers, and is this the Jewish thing? They control the media, they control the banks. That must be why they're right. It's just got to be pure anti-Semitism because I can't think of something that the bankers and the journalists have been doing to cause distrust. Chiropractors, clergy, and business executives took eight-point hits in the survey, tied for the second-highest decreases. Dentists were down two. Stock, but poor dentists, man. They're just like... Dentists do anything to deserve a decline, or is this just general uh, anti... I think it's just general. Everybody's like, I don't trust anybody Mm -hmm. anymore. But, I mean, the poor dentist is like, come on, man. Everybody hates me already. (laughs) I I tell you the truth, I got a drill. Um, uh, Stockbrokers down 2%. Insurance people down 1%. Car salespeople down 1%. Uh, by the way, car sales uh, and uh, insurance and dentists fared the best over this period of time. Dentists had 59%. Insurance salesmen and stockbrokers were trusted at a rate of... Where do you think stockbrokers are? Uh, 20%? Let me tell you, that car salesmen, they have 8% trust. Okay. Okay. Stockbrokers... Have twelve percent. Okay. Okay. Not great. Completely, completely bottoming out on the uh, on the very bottom uh, at eight percent. Oh no, yeah, at eight percent overall were senators and members of Congress. Hmm. Uh, anybody who rated them as very high ethical standard that was six percent, and those were probably the senators ans- answering that question now why why don't we trust because the wef doesn't know they say it's from mis and disinformation Mm -hmm. and they define that as anything going against what these institutions tell you is true can you tell me the last time you heard something and you're like oh you know what wow that's the truth when's the last time you heard that when's the last time you said that thought that Wow, that guy's, wow, that's the truth. I mean, from a government official or a journalist. Because I can't think of one. Uh, when is the last time you looked at any of these institutions in our own government and went, you know what? Yeah, they're protecting the little guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Tim Scott uh, has um, just revealed some, um, some information that was given to the Senate Banking Committee yesterday. It was two weeks after the House subs, uh, uh, Select Subcommittee on the Weaponization of Government raised a red flag over the news. Now he is uh, speaking to the Senate Banking Committee. According to the subcommittee, financial institutions, so your bank. Now why would you? What, what have banks ever done to you besides screw you? Well, they've done a little more. According to the subcommittee, financial institutions were asked to flag transactions that used terms such as MAGA or Trump in addition to purchases of Bibles 
and even a general purchase at stores like Cabela's or Dick's Sporting Goods. You know what? Can I tell you something? Unless you're trapped and the only, the only, the only choice you have is uh, Dick's Sporting Goods and being jettisoned into the sun, you don't have to worry. Those are all liberals that shop there. Um, but uh, other than that, Cabela's. You're sh- they're targeting and watching people who are buying now anything marked Trump or MAGA and purchases of Bibles. Now, I don't know if anybody has any kind of problem of the federal government. This is so blatant on the, uh, the destruction of the Bill of Rights and the First Amendment. What? What? So that could be one reason why they don't have any trust. Just one of about a thousand. How about this one? Now, this just comes from the, I mean, I think this is just the stupid people of Oregon. And I don't say that to everybody who's in Oregon. There's a lot of really smart people. They want to break away from the state of Oregon. Oregon, And here's why. The Oregon Supreme Court on Thursday barred 10 Republican state senators for seeking re-election after they staged a walkout of the legislation uh, session last year. The court upheld the decision of Oregon Secretary of State to disqualify the senators who staged a six-week boycott to deny a quorum for the legislature to pass Democratic legislation on abortion, transgender issues, and other topics. Under Measure 113, which voters approved in 2022, legislators who had 10 or more unexcused absences may not run for re-election. The amendment went on the ballot after the Republicans walked out in 2019, 2020, and 2021. Their walkout in 23 was the longest on record. Now, it is the law. But doesn't that seem like a violation of the First uh, Amendment? And doesn't that seem like it shouldn't be allowed to happen? Like in Texas, the Democrats did this. Do you remember? And they denied us a quorum for our legislative session, which only happens every two years. Um, and they, they fled the state. And the reason why they fled the state is because in Texas, uh, the the Department of Public Safety can go out and arrest these senators or uh, Congress people or legislators and bring them back to the Capitol. So if there's a session called and they are playing hooky and there's no quorum, you can't arrest them and throw them in jail. You can go serve them a notice and say you're wanted at the state Capitol for your job and bring them back. But you don't you don't put them in or, or, or deny them uh, their job from there on out. That's up to the the voters. But again, why worry about those pesky little voters? Soon we're going to have AI. We won't even need to have elections. So they walked out. And the reason why they walked out is because they didn't want any bill to pass that could allow doctors, this is one of them, doctors to, abor- uh, to perform abortions on minors without notifying their parents. They were talking about uh, things like, you know, gender mutilation, et cetera, et cetera. Why, how do you represent your, your own people if you're in a minority? You can go and vote all you want, 
But if the people are seeing something like murder, and that's how a lot of people see, uh, see uh, uh, abortion, and uh, people that see the mutilation of our children because of this, you know, happy trans uh, surgeries, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to, if, if I can stop that law from being passed, yeah, I sit it out. I do sit it out. I know that's not great, but I'm going to sit it out because I'm trying to represent my people and my people are all saying, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. This is immoral and wrong. Don't do that. I, I love the way the Democrats just love the Republic so much. They're banning people from running They're I mean, I guess this is this is the fault of uh, Oregon and their voters. They voted for it. But I have to tell you, uh, this is why half of Oregon wants to secede, because half of the uh, government has absolutely lost its mind. And I, I'm sorry, I stand with the people who stood up for their 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 values of life. Thank you for standing up. Back in just a second with more. First, let me tell you about My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply differs from a lot of these emergency food companies. Um, yeah, they they um, they have the simple reason that they just don't freeze dry uh, cardboard and then send it your way. These I've known these guys forever, and uh, they really do it right. They when they first started just buying up freeze dried food. They looked at what was being sold and packaged, and they were, uh, they were appalled by it because they're preppers. And they're like, I wouldn't want to put this in my body if there was a, a problem. This is awful. So they make a lot of their own food, and it's really, really good and freeze-dried, and it will last for 25 years. And right now, you can get started at My Patriot Supply. You're going to save $200 on an essential three-month emergency food kit. Every member of your family should have at least three months supply of food. Be a part of the solution, not part of the problem. It's all sealed inside ultra durable packaging. Their delicious meals last up to 25 years, provide 2000 calories every day. Eat right when things go wrong. I want you to go to mypatriotsupply.com. Mypatriotsupply.com. Order by three this afternoon and you'll get same day free shipping. It's mypatriotsupply.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Okay, let's see what's going on. What is America telling us today? Well, let's see. I uh, just told you about the Biden administration uh, targeting Bible per- purchases. Uh, they're tracking people who are buying Bibles because you know how dangerous that is. Uh, Oregon has barred sen- uh, 10 GOP senators from running again. Uh, the feds now, this is good, this is good news too. You're going to like this one. Uh, the Bureau of uh, Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms and Explosives. Uh, is investigating a Sunday morning fire in a shared office building where three conservative groups outside of Minneapolis, Minnesota, uh, they say this is a possible arson. They're not sure yet. Possible. Uh, they're not. They're not disclosing who might have targeted uh, in the uh, you know in the arson and who police are looking at. But uh, the uh, damaged building is in Golden Valley, Minnesota, home of the Center for the American Experiment, the Upper Midwest Law Center, and Take Charge. Um, other organizations also rent space in the building, but their offices were apparently spared any significant damage. It was just those three. But uh, 
hey, the feds are on it, so they're gonna, they are going to find that person uh, pretty quickly. Now, also in New York, um, a uh, Brooklyn man was caught on film last week hacking at NYPD officers with a machete. Now, what do you think happened? How'd this turn out? How'd this turn out? Well, grand jury in New York City, uh, you know, they, they were, you know, Gene Blaine is his name. He's 40 years old. He has his machete. The, the, it's there, the film, everything. But they decided not to indict him uh, on, um, you know, any serious charge like attempted murder. Uh, so he's, uh, by the way, he's out on, uh, he's out on bail now. So, well, not bail. We don't do that anymore. But, but he's out uh, awaiting his trial. And gosh, that's what makes that city so alive. The city can't sleep, you know, the city that never sleeps because everybody's in their bed going, oh, my gosh, they're going to come and kill us today. I mean, it's great. It's great. It's exciting. You're living on the edge. (sighs) Well, Glenn, he used a dull machete. And that's the key thing to this case. That's why the the officer wasn't murdered is because... The machete was dull, and that's why right. you know he didn't right. really mean to do any harm. He could have picked a sharp machete. Right, right, but he didn't. Mm. He didn't. He, he's, you know, not the sharpest machete in the drawer, no. I guess. <laughs> um, but uh, he's walking free, uh, as, as is the, uh, the people that were beating the police officers in, uh, in Manhattan just a couple of days ago. They're still... They're still here, and uh, they're still free, and it's great. And they're thinking about deporting those guys. But uh, wait a minute. A a Democratic government, a governor, a a Democrat is saying they should deport the illegals. My gosh, where is their heart? What, do they want children to starve to death? These are just good people. Glenn Beck. But honestly, I've been thinking about it all morning, and I have no idea... Why trust in politicians and government agencies has fallen. All right, someday we may get back to a point where America makes most of its own stuff again. Uh, I don't know when that's going to happen. I have a feeling we're going to have to learn a very hard lesson before we decide to change our ways. But um, in, in the meantime, China has the market cornered, and there's a couple of upstarts there that are standing against us uh, and the, uh, the Chinese communist uh, clothing companies. Companies out there like American Giant, they are working hard to change our manufacturing. And they're actually asking, please, Levi's, all of these other companies, please just bring back 5% and give Americans a chance to be the best in the world again. That's what American Giant does. The cotton, the milling, the cutting, the sewing, 100% American. Uh, That comes with American quality. Now... You can get cheaper stuff made by slaves in China. Sure, the choice is yours. But may I suggest that you check out their clothing and buy American at American-Giant.com slash Glenn. That's American-Giant.com slash Glenn. You can also buy American by going to BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn30. You'll save 30 bucks off Blaze TV. There is a mystery afoot. The game's afoot. Uh, there are so many things that now our politicians and uh, our city politicians, state politicians, just cannot figure out. Uh, and I, I brought together two of the, 
well, the only minds uh, that I can pick on this morning uh, and uh, and see if we can get something out of their brain. So, you know, I, they're not scholars, but but they have mouths. So here they are, uh, Stu and Pat, uh, mm-hmm. to join me on this on this uh, really fact finding mission. Mm-hmm. A blue a blue a blue uh, ribbon panel, you would you would really say. Um, so there is a there's a problem in uh, grocery stores. Uh, and, uh, it's that prices are too high and, uh, and, and people are having a hard time making ends meet. And so the, uh, the president is doing something about it. And, uh, yesterday, uh, he, he talked about the people who are suffering from high inflation. Uh, and, uh, he, he called out the, uh, he called out the, uh, the villain in this whole thing. What is the cause of grocery stores charging more for their products? Mm. Ooh, uh, I would say inflation due to government spending. Okay, mm. now remember, this is not an educated pen. None of us have doctorates or degrees or anything else. Mm. Okay. Mm. Pat. I you know I was gonna I was gonna guess maybe the the high cost of gasoline because the food is being delivered and it costs more to to deliver it. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So the just the mm-hmm. cost of everything mm-hmm. uh, that has gone up. Okay. No, I'm sorry. You're both ah. wrong. Uh, it is the grocery store um, abusing and overcharging their shoppers. So that's according to president. Really? That's, wow. Yeah, according wow. to President Biden. So all right. Ah. Now here's a here's another mystery. Another mystery. Okay. Um, <clears throat> there is an uptick in Washington State of uh, car thefts mm. it's uh yeah it's mm. up over 500 percent. it's 503 percent increase in car thefts hmm. in washington state they can't figure out exactly i mean they have a theory but i want to see if it's the mm. same theory that you guys have what is causing <clears throat> the uptick of uh car thefts in washington state is it uh is it rampant crime brought on by maybe too light of sentences that are dished out to felons. Mm. Okay, that's a good mm. guess. I mm-hmm. guess. What about economic desperation by the citizens of these communities mm. where the economy's been ruined? Wow. Okay. Uh, no, you guys aren't even. No, uh, it is uh, the fault of uh, Hyundai and Kia, um, and the, they're considering <laughs> well, uh, the car companies. A, yeah, they're, they're, they, the, the state would like it, uh, to the, have the federal government uh, force them to recall all of those cars because they're just too easy to break into. Um, so. <laughs> really? Because, I mean, I've, yeah. I've walked by cars wow. and, you know, huh. lots that have their windows open, and, and I don't steal them, even though they probably would be easy to steal. Mm-hmm. But I don't do that because I don't want to commit crimes. Huh. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. not a crime if you're just sharing everything, you know, it's just, yeah. we're just sharing. Okay. Also, what kind of Pollyanna now, it, are you? I mean, that's just, that doesn't even make sense, too. Really? You yeah. don't want to, to steal the, the car. Really? It's right. better with you. Okay. And by the way, it also has nothing. Let me just tap down this uh, disinformation here. Uh, the uh, new state law in Washington that limits police pursuits uh, that uh, took place, uh, that, that has nothing to do with it. It is the car manufacturer. Mm-hmm. And again, it is the grocery store. So we're on, you know, we're not we're not batting a thousand here. Uh, in no. fact, we're not batting anything. Uh, mm-hmm. We're striking out uh, now. Pharmacy closure in uh, a, quote, crime ridden neighborhood in Boston. Mm. 
What is causing this in Boston? Well, you said it, the crime-ridden neighborhood, right? If, the, mm. if these people who are working at the stores had their yeah. stuff stolen, that the employees Stu, are threatened. Do you have, you have any, I mean, Pat, do you have anything that you could throw on? I mean, this guy didn't uh, really Did make they run out of uh, pharmaceuticals? Did, okay. Yeah. Maybe no, they didn't have No, enough. but that's a good guess. Yeah. That's a good uh, guess. Mm-hmm. But it's, no, it's racism. massive shortages. Mm-hmm. What was it, Glenn? Yeah, no, it's, it's racism? just Racism. It's racism. Oh, wow. It's racism. So they don't like uh, to take money from mm-hmm. black people in well, this particular no, they pharmacy? Just, or? Here's, I mean, Ariana Presley uh, from Massachusetts uh, said that uh, it's not the criminal elements that are directly responsible or the, the you know, the leftists that uh, you know, champion the unrest in the streets and mm-hmm. everything else. It's uh, the businesses themselves that are pulling up the stakes um, because not because of ruin, but because of racism. Mm. <laughs> and I don't think she needed to explain any more than that, any deeper. Well, it's important uh, to, to know what Ariana Presley has to say, because I think she's the sister of Ayanna Presley, the congresswoman. Yeah, and I love both of them. I really do. Now <laughs> the whole Presley uh, family they, yeah, is uh, one really, of my favorites. Elvis yeah. was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he was great. Um, okay, Priscilla. so Denny's. Is now leaving Oakland. Mm-hmm. Now leaving Oakland. My gosh. They don't know why. You know, Glenn, these healthy eating keto diets, people just aren't in, in the mood for pancakes They're anymore. Not in, and that's why they have right, to leave. Right. Oakland, no, very healthy city. <laughs> yeah, well, they have the super bird, which is very healthy. If it wasn't for all the butter and everything else on it. But mm-hmm. uh, Pat, any... <laughs> Uh, I would, you know, I'd have to guess because I think you put your finger on it when you introduced this in a high crime area. Mm. Is it all the crime yeah. uh, that has caused <laughs> Why would you them say to... that? It is, is it, you're saying that because it's in a minority area? Is that what you're no, saying? No, I was it's saying a, it because you mentioned it was a high <laughs> crime <laughs> neighborhood. You have proved um. their point. It is racism. Oh, oh wow. Now, wow. fentanyl, mm-hmm. fentanyl, mm-hmm. Uh, apparently... Drug use has gone through the war, uh, roof uh, and overdose deaths from, uh, uh, you know, uh, synthetic opioids driven by fentanyl uh, has jumped 533 mm. percent in uh, in Oregon. And mm. uh, and what do you suppose uh, caused that? The rain. I think it was probably the rain. People are so Good depressed by. See? Yeah. It by, by the weather learn. there in in Oregon, yeah. that they've they've yeah. got to be on That's fentanyl to weird. get through it. Yeah, because I was going to say open yeah. borders, the China just manufacturing this stuff, seemingly mm. targeting our, our people. Oh, what's next? Uh, what's next? You're going to bring up that they oh oh you know, and they also legalized all drugs as well. I, that was I was going to get to that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My no? gosh, my gosh. No, uh, no. Uh, they still haven't found a reason uh, for that one, but they're very concerned. They're very concerned about it. Uh, so and by the way, the those rain. are not. It could be the rain. So I could have been right. right. Yeah, yeah. It's a mystery at this point. Uh, now, um, you know, they're not really overdoses um, because the, these are illegal drugs. So it's not like, hey, man, I got some fentanyl for you. I got it at the pharmacy as they were giving their big going out of business sale. Okay, uh, these are these. A lot of these are drugs that are just laced with fentanyl. Uh, this would be called mm. uh, not a drug, but poison, which would then mm. make the people selling that and bringing it across the border murderers, mm. not over prescribers. So I just mm-hmm. again, I'm it's old tiny theory. Thing. Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. I'm a doctor, but they're not a doctor. 
So, uh, uh, so we don't really know if that's true at all. You know, does it does it get to a point at any time where people just stand up and go, "This is bullcrap"? For instance, yesterday, did you see Joe Biden working and 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 uh, and consoling the parents of people who have lost a family member, Gold Star families? And he actually again said, uh, you know, I understand what you're going through. My son died in Iraq and nobody said anything. And I thought to myself, when will a Gold Star family say, Mr. President, your son died in a hospital in America from cancer, not from being wounded or killed in Iraq. He died of cancer. Don't insult us. When is somebody going to just say that to him? Oh. It's how can it not have? I mean, we've heard some rumblings that these families have been upset, but I don't after think the fact, yeah. after the fact, oh, that, after the yeah. fact, yeah. Mm-hmm. I but want somebody. It needs to, to be said to his, his face. face. It needs to be. Yeah. And I will say this: like we <clears throat> we can put this on Gold Star families if we want. I mean, they're dealing no, no, with very no, no, difficult no. things. No, 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 no. But how about a damn journalist? Yeah, somebody. Him? How about Somebody. next time you get Joe Biden for a sit-down interview, your first question is, why do you keep saying your son died in Iraq? Yeah. And let's say this, too. Even if he did, even if he had died in Iraq, it's not about you. Right. It's not about you. And and he makes it about him every single time. Every Incorrectly. time. You could Incorrectly. Say, you could say, I, I know, I, I, can, I can imagine what you're going through. I lost my son at an early age as well. It was mm-hmm. from cancer, but it, 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 I know and that would be appropriate. it doesn't compare. And that mm-hmm. would be appropriate. Yeah. But to say your son died in Iraq, uh, and I know how you're feeling, it is so insulting. It's incomprehensible so insulting. he's not getting called out by this. I mean, every single question. Mm-hmm. Like, he keeps doing it. How yeah, many of these stories, Pat, we went over this one day. How many stories has this guy told that the mainstream media has corrected yeah. numerous times? Yes. But they don't ask him about it. They don't go to him and Never. say, Mr. President, you keep telling a story about your Amtrak experience that everyone knows is false. Why do you keep doing it? Right. The Xi Jinping story that he tells over and over but and over. Not true. But you know what? Those, to me... Uh, don't matter as much as, no, it's true. The, as the Gold Star family. As the yeah. Gold Star family. That yeah. one is just so unbelievably callous and offensive. Despicable. That, and, it, and it wouldn't be the same as a journalist saying that uh, to his face as it would be a grieving father or mother mm-hmm. who he mutters that to. I mean, I, I think America would cheer at that. I really do. I really do. The media wouldn't. But I think Americans would say... Good. Yeah. Good. He yeah. deserved that. Somebody finally said it. that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I want to go over one more thing with you uh, and tell me, get your feelings on this. The uh, sanctions on four Israelis. Uh, they've been debanked and they cannot access their property here in America, et cetera, et cetera. I want to go over that with you in just a minute. Let me first tell you about our sponsor this half hour. Yeah, that's right. It's American financing. Imagine if you had the opportunity to save tens of thousands of dollars over the course of your mortgage. Getting a $10,000 raise right now, would that help you? Think about it. What could you do with the extra money? What would you do with it? This is possible, if, especially if you're underwater right now and you have everything up on your credit card and they're high-interest debts. 
I want you to call American Financing now. There's good news. Interest rates have dropped down now in the fives, which is a lot lower than they were last year and probably a lot lower than they will be uh, right after the election. Uh, You've been buried in high interest credit card debt break free. American Financing can help you access the cash in your home to pay off that high interest debt. Last year, they helped people just like you in this audience that save an average of $854 a month. That's the $10,000 raise. And you can write off all of the interest now, which you can't do on your high interest credit card. It's American Financing. I want you to call them, see if they can help you. 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. Or go to AmericanFinancing.net. NMLS 182334. APR for the rates in the five starts at 6.275% for well-qualified buyers. Call 800-906-2440 for details about credit costs and terms. The Glenn Beck Program. Glenn's newsletter is free and full of useful info delivered every day right to your inbox. Sign up at glennbeck.com. So we are just a little bit of, gosh, what is it? February 2nd, so 12 days away from Valentine's Day. You know, you got to get something done here, guys. You, you can't blow this. You can't. Uh, there's a lot of pressure on guys to make sure they don't screw this up. And when she says, I don't need anything for Valentine's Day, you know she's lying. This is just a blatant lie. Don't trust her on that. You need to get her something. And you need to get out of the doghouse in advance for your next, whatever n- the next dumb thing you do is, buy it off in advance with flowers from Books. Uh, they're short for bouquet. Uh, there is no secret here that ladies love fr- flowers, especially on Valentine's Day. And you can get 25% off your entire purchase now with Books. Knock this out in advance. Don't be the person who's like looking at the gas station for, for the flowers that have fallen off of other uh, bouquets. Uh, that's they, Those suck anyway. Go to Books. Their flowers are fresh cut and sourced directly from the best flower farms, even some on the side of you know volcanoes. They are make it really easy. You just go on the site. You can buy roses with just one click, or you can choose one of their unique modern designs. You won't find anywhere else like the 100 red roses you probably have heard about. Get whatever it is that you know uh, she's going to love at Books. Fe- Valentine's Day, February 14th, 12 days away. Don't blow this. That You can get everything done ahead of time. It is Books.com. Books.com. B-O-U-Q-S.com. The code is Blaze for 25% off. B-O-U-Q-S.com. Promo code Blaze. So the job numbers, dude, my gosh, they, we are, whoo, this, this country is on a roll. Yeah, on a everything's roll. going great. I will say, Everything Glenn, is, and you know uh-huh. this to be true, this, you know, these numbers are good today as far as the overall top line job number, 353,000, higher than expectations. And the media is doing everything it can to make these, this economy look like it's rebounding and in doing well. And if they are successful in that, then Joe Biden will win. Well, here's the, uh, you're absolutely right. Here is the actual headline. Payrolls explode by 353,000, double the expected and higher than all estimates as wages surge. And again, wages did go up slightly. However, hours went down. So the overall earnings for a person is actually down. 
Uh, that mm. is not reaching the headlines. But again, this is what the media is going mm. to do with these stories so, month after month over the next year. Would you just help me with this? Um, because I know that uh, UPS just let go, what was it, 20,000 of their workers? Uh, just in the last, uh, just in the last couple of months, Twitch, 35% of its workforce out. Hasbro, 20% of its workforce fired. Spotify, 17. Levi's, 15. Xerox, 15. Uh, Qualtrics, 14. Wayfair, 13. Duolingo, 10. Washington Post, 10% of its workforce. eBay, 9%. Business Insider, 8%. PayPal, 7%. Charles Schwab, 6% of its workforce. UPS, 2%, BlackRock, 3%, Citigroup laid off 20,000 employees, Pixar laid off 1,300 employees. I mean, I'm hearing about these layoffs everywhere, Yeah, and yet it's surging? You're not even talking about like the mid-level media companies, which are like shutting down by the week uh, lately. Um, yeah, no, I mean, you look at 353,000 jobs, a little bit less than half of them come from two sectors. The biggest one being healthcare, uh, 100,000 jobs. Healthcare and social assistance is the category that that, that uh, makes up. And then, of course, the other one, which you would not be surprised at all about, is public sector. The government is hiring a bunch of people, 36,000 new jobs in the government. Now, look, the government one is like, I, of course, it's shocking, uh, right? Like, we're all stunned that the government is hiring a bunch of people in an election year. Um, but uh, the the healthcare number, I, I don't know what to make of that exactly. I mean, it's I, I don't know that is that a good sign for an economy that a hundred thousand people are being are flowing into the healthcare realm. I mean, I don't know that it's good or bad. Well, we but are I, the I, uh, the the country is getting sicker and older. Yeah. Uh, so we knew healthcare, the healthcare industry was going to be uh, loading up on jobs. You yep. know, in the next five ten years, it's going to happen. It, it will be the largest sector. Uh, for a long time until, you know, the baby boomers all die off. And then, you know, that will be a receding. We've known that for a long time. But, uh, wow. Wow. Now, I want to see what they adjust them down to. Remember, they adjusted the numbers way down after the whole year went by back in January. The Glenn Beck Program. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Entertainment and enlightenment. 
This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, Something very controversial yesterday people had a real problem with. A lot of conservatives uh, thought, wait a minute, they're not going to press charges. This guy isn't going to go to jail. I'm talking about the guy who was a Democrat staffer uh, who uh, made gay porn uh, in a Senate hearing room. Comment on that here in a second. And somebody joining me, a friend from Washington, Mike Lee, in 60 seconds. First... Let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour. It is Rough Greens. Rough Greens is not a dog food. It is a, it's a supplement that was developed by naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black. And you sprinkle it on your dog's kibble food. Kibble food has to last on the shelf for up to two years, two and a half years. Uh, that means there's nothing alive in it. There's not, they cook a lot of the good stuff out. And your dog knows that. Um, here's what... Here's what Rough Greens does. You just sprinkle it on the food, and it gives your dog all of the vitamins and minerals and nutrients and probiotics that your dog needs. Again, it's Rough Greens. It's a natural supplement. All you have to do is call Rough Greens now. Their number is 833-GLEN33. I feed this to Uno. Saw a huge difference in Uno. 833-GLENN33. 833-GLEN33. Or roughgreens.com slash Beck. So let me start with this. The United States Capitol Police yesterday determined upon the completion of an investigation that there was no evidence that a crime had been committed by uh, a former congressional Democrat staffer. He filmed himself engaging in a sex act with another male inside the Senate hearing room on Capitol Hill. He's not going to be criminally charged. I, You know what? I... What do you say about that? I, I mean, do we have a law against, I mean, did we need a law ever against filming yourself having sex in the Senate hearing room? I mean, I, get, I doubt it was the first time, uh, but, the, it, well, I mean, they pro- it probably happened before, um, but, but, uh, but, but nobody dared film it and were proud of it. Uh, you, how are you going to send this guy to jail? For what? For what? You want to pass a law? Great. But see, this is why Adam said this, this, this system of government won't work for an irreligious and immoral society because you have to make all the laws. This never happened out in public, at least. We never knew about it, at least, because people knew they'd be shamed. This guy, I bet you, is a hero on the left. I bet this guy is like, oh, man, you're the guy who had sex and filmed it. That's why this country cannot remain free if we don't self-regulate ourselves. We have uh, Mike Lee uh, in the room with me here in, uh, in Georgia. Hello, Mike. How are you? Good to be with you, Glenn. Thank you. So t- your thoughts on? Well, first of all, you totally threw me off there by suggesting it's probably happened before. Just let me live in this blissful <laughs> ignorance. Where this is the only time it's ever happened. Right. And I, I have hearings in there every week. And fortunately, it was not at my desk. It was not at the place yeah. where I sit. So let's just uh, leave it at that. Now that you said assume. that, it might be at your desk. Oh, just no, nope, nope, just nope, take nope, the Clorox chance, wipes nope. and wipe everything down. Not going to happen. No, it's, 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 it's very clean. Didn't happen anywhere else. I, I'm very, very glad that that's the only time it's ever happened. Hope it never <laughs> happens again. Here's what I can't figure out, though. Why in the Sam Hill did they not 
have cameras that cut this happening before it occurred. This is a fairly secure room. There are security cameras everywhere. I, I, I don't quite understand how it got to this point. That doesn't make it anybody else's fault other than the people who did it, but it's strange. They have cameras in that room. Oh, yeah, that's right. They brought their own. I've, no, but I mean, do, do, they don't have cameras in that room? No, no, they, they do have cameras. They have cameras going into the room, out of the room, in the room, all over the place. And so I, I don't know how this guy thought he was, uh, I don't know how he was so dumb as to think he wasn't going to get caught. Well, but he didn't get caught by the cameras. He got caught because the cameras he brought right. to film it right. then displayed the, 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 uh, the thing, well, yeah, just the, the event, leave it at the that. event yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, for uh, the entire humanity to see on the Internet. So, yeah. Not a, not so a does, this doesn't help uh, me feel that the Capitol Police are getting better at their job. Yeah, okay, but in fairness, this probably occurred either on a weekend or in the middle of the night or a combination of the two. And they do have secure entrances and exits, especially during those hours. And so, uh, you know, that particular hearing room probably wasn't a major concern to them. I still would like to know why they didn't notice it first. And I'd like to not talk about special entrances and exits while we're talking about this story. Uh, Now, Schumer. I walked right into it. You did. You walked right into it. Uh, Schumer uh, says the Ukraine border bill is on track for vote in the Senate next week. You know, this is interesting, Glenn, because there isn't a bill. What, what, we don't no, have no, no, no. It's, it's on track for next week. Yeah, it's on track for next week because he has said it's on track for next week, but there is no it. We still don't have the bill. They've been working on this thing for four months. Four months they've been negotiating it, and we still don't have bill text. When you say they're negotiating it, who is negotiating it? It is a tiny handful of individuals. I, I, I know, for example, that on the border security portion of it, uh, the primary Republican negotiator is James Langford, and the primary Democratic uh, conference negotiators are Kirsten Sinema and Chris Murphy. Um, I actually don't know who is negotiating the Ukraine, Israel, Taiwan, miscellaneous supplemental aid funding portion of it. I assume that, uh, uh, that, that it's the top Republican and the top Democrat on the Appropriations Committee. But they've never been clear on what's in that or exactly who's in charge of that part. But most importantly, Glenn, we don't have the bill. And unless you have the bill, we, remember, we don't vote on just abstract ideas typically in Congress, or if we ever do, uh, it, it's, it's not a law. When we're passing a law like this one, something that spends $106 billion, funds components of conflicts occurring in three different remote locations on the planet, and then undertakes a massive overhaul to our immigration laws, perhaps the most significant of its kind in a generation. Those are not abstract concepts. We can't vote on those. Under Article 1, Section 1 and Article 1, Section 7, you can't make abstract concepts into a law. It doesn't work. Well, they'll, they'll, give, you a, they'll give you the law, yes. it'll just, and they'll give you about two hours to read it. Right, and that is the problem. You have to have the same language, the exact same language passed by the House and by the Senate and then presented to the president. We still don't have that language. So if you give that to us at the very last minute, remember, um, this stuff does not read like a fast-paced novel. (laughs) 
And this is sufficiently complex. I will not be surprised if it's hundreds of pages long. Uh, and it, it takes time. Even if it were only, I don't know, 100 pages or so, which for all this bill does would surprise me a bit, but even if it's quote unquote only that, you, immigration law in particular is tricky. Lots of cross-references mm -hmm. in a bill like that. It's going to take at least a few weeks for us to understand it. At least a you know, bare minimum would be like a week or two. So here's what I'm concerned with. The president keeps saying, you know, I ju I've been asking. I need the money and I need the, the powers to do it. Um, I'm not for special powers, emergency powers going to the White House. I don't care if it's Donald Trump or Joe Biden. No more special emergency powers. Enough is enough. Is enough is enough. Uh, is there any, any reason that he needs extra powers to be able to solve the border? All right. This is a good question. Look, there are things in the immigration code that would be good to tune up. It would probably be good to clarify certain things to make it easier for presidents moving forward to secure the border. That isn't the question. The question is, what does this bill to do to accomplish that? And what else does this bill do to offset whatever good might be in it? And that is where I have the problem. A problem that is compounded by the fact that the President of the United States currently has authority to stop the border crisis. Now, they may not be the most elegant tools around, they might not be the tightest, but he has the exact same statutory framework available to him that Donald Trump had when he secured the border uh, while he was still in office. Remember, he had massive border surges. That's when the cartels really started mm -hmm. cooking up their human trafficking business, which, by the way, travels on the same chassis with the same people as the drug trafficking business. Those people that they've tra uh, trafficked into the country over the last few years, they've brought in enough fentanyl to kill every American several times over. Anyway, he has the same authority. Now, some people will say, oh, well, no, no, that's not true. That's not true because Donald Trump was using Title 42. Title 42 was based on the COVID pandemic. That's missing the point. He fixed most of the problem. Almost entirely fixed by the time COVID was even yeah. a thing. He's got the authority. Moreover, uh, the, the, all these authorities that they're abusing, asylum law, immigration parole authority, uh, deferred removal authority. They are all discretionary powers given to the executive branch that you can meet out under certain circumstances. But they're all may shall. They don't have to give anyone asylum, not one person. They can shut down the entire asylum program when they find that we can't keep up with it. He's got the power now, and we're sending the false message by having this discussion that this is for want of adequate legislative authority. That's false. And how much money are we giving to Ukraine at the same time? This is going to be $106 billion in this bill from what we're told. About $62 billion of that will go to Ukraine. Of that sum, $11.75 billion will be set aside just to fund Ukraine's civil government. It's civil servants, their pensions, and things like that. Now, I've raised questions about this. Why are we doing that? And how long does that buy us? A year. We're funding their entire government's budget, their payroll soup to nuts. We're funding it for an entire year. I asked my colleagues, why would we want to do that? Why, why is that our thing to do?
the answer was, well, fighting a war is expensive, and they need a government while they're fighting a war. That's oh. the kind of thing that substitutes these days, apparently. You know, I could understand that if it was World War II and we were doing it for England, where we were both in declared war, they were our allies, maybe, maybe with some sort of I, I, some sort of vote in Congress and debate that that's what we were going to do. This isn't a war we're in. This is... Right. We, we have not declared war. We are not combatants in this war. And they're not the most important ally. No, no. And they are also two countries that have, let's just say, had a fairly long history of conflicts against each other. Now, don't get me wrong. Putin, bad guy. And I, yeah, yeah. I would like Ukraine to be free. But this is not something that's particularly new. These guys hate each other. There are a lot of con- conflicts. They, they, they do that sort of thing. We can't fight every war all the time. If we do that, uh, we're going to create a lot of problems. And every time we do this, you increase the progressive cause. You increase the total level of government funding with a war. That doesn't go away. All right, let me change subjects. 26 attorney generals have now demanded Biden end the UNRWA the funding uh, that we now found uh, that 10% of the people that work for this had ties to terrorism. Some of them actually participated in the Palestinian terrorism of October 7th. Well, of course they did. I mean, look, the only thing that's shocking about that number is that it's that low. And the only reason it's that low is that they're not taking into account all of the true problems with UNRWA. Look, Glenn, UNRWA has for decades been running schools that teach young children, little kids in their classes, that they need to kill Jewish people, that they, uh, in their words, we need to stab them with knives and run over them with cars. They they are teaching hatred. So um, Donald Trump cut the funding. Yes. We cut the funding. And Joe Biden brought it back. Uh, he's also yesterday, let me see here, yesterday, um, he imposed sanctions on four Israelis from the, uh, from the West Bank, if you will. Um, the reason I'm not really sure, they say that they just had uh, thrown rocks and uh, clubs at uh, Palestinians in the disputed territories of the West Bank uh, that they had threatened to kill people, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, I, I want those people to, you know, go to jail and, and, you know, bad behavior on either side is bad behavior. However, the president has now said that uh, they have to be debanked here in America. They lose their visa and they're not allowed to come into America at any time. Did we do this for Palestinians that had thrown rocks or said bad things? If if we had done that, it would have made news, and it didn't happen because there has been no news to that effect. Sometimes I really want President Biden and his administration to pick a horse and ride it. He pretends to be the friend of Israel, but then when he goes and does stuff like this, it makes me wonder. He's a little bit like the guy who insists on buying a humidifier and a dehumidifier and putting them in the same room to let them have it out. This makes... Absolutely no sense. I don't know what he's getting at here. On the UNRWA thing, though, 
I think it's high time for us to have a conversation as a country. I think Congress needs to make sure that this happens. UNRWA is a creation of the United Nations. It's a United Nations agency. Glenn, I can't name a darn thing that the United Nations does that I don't find pretty troubling. I certainly can't think of a darn thing that they do, knowing that we're the, by far the largest contributor to the UN. Uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of about $20 billion a year. What do we get out of that? And by contrast, what do they do to undermine us and our allies like Israel? A lot. It's time to defund the UN. Chip Roy and I both have bills in the House and the Senate, respectively, uh, in order to do that. It's time to defund the UN. I agree with you. I think that's going to be hard to do in the current circumstances. However, I think current circumstances are going to change. There is a huge change coming to the world soon. It just depends which way it swings. Coming up in just a second, one last question for Mike about airline safety. You're not going to believe this. Next. First, let me tell you about LifeLock. All across uh, uh, America right now, there is a class of human beings who exist for no other reason than to try to illegally take what's yours and put it into their own pockets. And they're called cyber criminals. If you ignore them, you ignore them at your own uh, risk. Your personal information is everywhere because of we do everything online and it gets exposed really, really often, making it dangerously easy for a cyber criminal to steal your identity. But you can protect yourself and nobody can protect you from everything. It's just not possible. But LifeLock by Norton is the best. They will detect and alert you to threats that you may not spot on your own. Things like loans taken out in your name or cyber criminals pretending to be you. It's easy to protect yourself with LifeLock. If you do become a victim of identity theft and you're a member with LifeLock, a dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist is on hand to be assigned your case and work it out. It is easy to join. Just go to lifelock.com. Use the promo code Beck. Lifelock.com. Promo code Beck. Save 25%. 1-800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK or lifelock.com. 10 seconds. Station ID. This is... You know, uh, we have absolutely destroyed Boeing, one of the greatest engineering uh, firms in the world. Um, we've, they've destroyed themselves, quite honestly. Um, and they care more, care more about wokeness, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but there's something else going on with the uh, FAA, the, the tower control people, the people who are actually making sure that our planes don't hit each other. Um, there's a problem there, Mike? Yeah, there's a problem in that they're violating federal law and because it's government entity uh, also going against the Constitution. We have provisions of the Constitution and we also have laws that say that you can't treat people differently on the basis of race. Uh, absent very unusual circumstances where, where there's a bona fide occupational qualification. Uh, you're casting somebody for a role in the play and it's a government actor and uh, they need to be of a particular background, because that's what the character is. Absent that, race should never factor into the equation. It's, it's not something that uh, we use to hire people or not hire them. And so when they do this, it causes problems and it ha carries ramifications in, for safety. In what ways? I have 60 seconds. In what ways? If, if it's just race, but they have the same qualities as somebody else, why is this making our air less safe? Well, because the FAA specifically has adopted criteria designed to make sure that they 
are, are not hiring people who have the same qualifications. That's the problem. Now, if it were used only as a tiebreaker, that's a different thing. But it's not here. They, they've, they've come up with this set of criteria designed to make sure that they're not making these decisions on the basis of time-honored criteria that determine your qualifications. I got to tell you, I think my great-grandchildren will not believe that we had air travel the way we have it now if we don't turn this around. As I said years ago, hey, you'll learn your lesson when airplanes start to fall out of the sky. Well, we're there, gang. We're there. Thank you, Mike Lee, Senator from Utah. Well, uh, Glenn is uh, is uh, ready to tell you about our fabulous sorry, sorry. sponsor here. <laughs> yeah, Glenn. I f- forgot. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I want to talk to you about, thank you. I want to talk to you about uh, preborn. We are fighting a spiritual battle uh, as much as, well, that's really what we're fighting. In all things, we're fighting a spiritual battle. And I would like you to join us in saving children's life with the ministry of preborn. They help not only the mom choose life, but they help the mom afterwards many of these girls they feel alone they have no support they have no money and they want to keep their child uh, when they're presented with an option first you introduce them to their child and they see that it's not just a lump of cells it's a child that gives the baby a, at least a 50 50 percent chance greater that the child's going to be saved then they're there for them up to two years after the child's birth Please join us. Hit pound 250. Say the keyword baby. $28 gets that ultrasound to that mom. Preborn.com slash Beck. Pound 250. Keyword baby. And head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn30. You'll save 30 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. I want to tell you a story. Uh, a few months ago, I was here in Georgia, and uh, I had the opportunity to see uh, a rough cut f- uh, film. I don't know if it had been locked yet, but a, a film that had been made uh, called Cabrini. And uh, I decided to go, and I'm sitting next to the studio head as we're all watching this movie. There's about, I don't know, 20 of us. And about halfway through, I lean over and I said, I feel like those who were sitting in the room with Francis Ford Coppola must have felt on the first screening of The Godfather. This film, Cabrini, is uh, a a tremendous film. Uh, It is a a great story. It's well acted. John Lithgow is in it. Uh, It is... It is, it's a miracle of a film. It, I compare it to the quality of uh, Godfather. It is an epic tale, and it is beautiful. It is the highest of the art form. If it wasn't uh, you know, being released, I think, by Angel Studios, uh, it would win Best Picture when it comes out. Um, it is remarkable and now the reason why I, I i want you to really listen to this is do you remember what christian films were just a few years ago 
Remember how bad they were? Remember how preachy they were? How you were just like, oh, can we just make a good movie? We are making good movies now. And this is an exceptional movie. It is Cabrini, and it is um, a story about Mother Cabrini. If you don't know who she was, she was an Italian immigrant. She comes to New York City in the 1800s, and she just wants to help the immigrant children because there's no money. I mean, the way you think immigrants have it bad now, oof, you should see the way it was. She decides that she's going to clean things up. She's going to help feed these people. She's going to teach them, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and she ends up building a, an empire of hospitals. Uh, in just a few short years, she built 67 hospitals, orphanages, and schools. Um, and she's just this little woman uh, that was sickly and deathly afraid of water. And yet, I don't know how many trips she went back and forth uh, from Europe to America and changed everything. She became an American citizen in 1909. And that is the story of the movie Cabrini that is coming out in a few weeks. Uh, it's actually March 8th. I'm, there's a reason I'm telling you this uh, in advance. And uh, to explain that is one of the uh, co-founders and the per- current president of Angel Studios, Jordan Harmon. Hi, Jordan. How are you? Glenn, it's so good to hear from you. Yeah, um, I tell you, and you know, I know, you know, I mean this. I'm, I've been raving about this movie to everybody I know. Uh, I can't wait to see how it does when it comes out. This is from the same director that did Sound of Freedom. Uh, he is a really big deal in South America. Everybody knows his name uh, in South America, and he has come and put this together uh, and. Um, why did he pick this particular story? <laughs> oh man, that's a great question. I remember when I when I first talked to him about it, he said, "Jordan, there's there's films that you want to do, and then there's films you're called to do." And he said, "This was a film that I felt called to do because it tells the story of a real woman who showed her power and her God innate power to change the world in such a miraculous way." And when I heard that, it just hit me so deeply. And I had a similar feeling to you where I remember watching Cabrini for the first time and texting Jeff and Neil, my brothers, the other co-founders, and saying, guys, I think we found the next Frank Capra. Alejandro mm. Monteverde is so good. He and for is. those who don't know Frank Capra is, he's the guy who did Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. He did It's a Wonderful it's Life. Some of the greatest and most iconic films of, of, of that generation. And I think you're I th- Alejandro I, yeah. is an artist. You are exactly right. I think he is. The, I hadn't thought of it that way, but I think he is the next Frank Capra. I, I was a big fan of his when I first saw. What was it? Little Boy. Do you remember that film? Yes. Oh, man. So yes. good. So good. Oh, and it was it just captured America. It was just, uh, just he is really good. Really good. Um, so he's the same director that did Sound of Freedom which ended up being the 16th highest grossing independent film of all time, uh, made over $240 million. It's never been done really before. I mean, it's, it's, it was crazy, but you guys at angel have, uh, have short circuited the, the movies. I mean, you (laughs) distribution, Walt Disney tried to do this and had to create his own uh, distribution company, which is almost impossible to do. 
but you've short-circuited because you go directly to the people. Explain a little bit about the, uh, uh, the system that you have done where people select what you make uh, and then how you get the theaters to accept the movies. Yeah, so we've, we've created what's called the Angel Guild. And the Angel Guild is this group of over 200,000 people and growing very rapidly who basically get to be the gatekeepers to all angel content. So unlike Hollywood, where you have five or six executives in a room who are making the decisions for what is seen and what is driving the culture of our children and our grandchildren, you as individuals get to come in and decide. So the Angel Guild, for example, you had a thousand plus people who randomly were sampled. They saw Sound of Freedom. They loved it. They got it out to the world, and it's now been seen by well over 60 million people on our best estimates between theaters and Amazon and trending at Amazon. And then, you know, Cabrini, people got us to see an early screening of that, and they said, this is absolutely incredible. I remember my wife watching it, and she said, this film is by far the best film I've ever seen us put out, us being Angel. And that's saying something in terms of when you look at dry bar comedy and, and the chosen and sound of freedom. Yeah. And uh, there's all these different projects that, and this film stands in a league of its own. And it the does. reason it's critical that we're talking about this today versus on March 8th is that part of our model is helping the theaters give us more screens by having a direct relationship with them as well. So we basically already put tickets on sale. You can go to angel.com slash Beck. And you can actually go get your tickets today. And that signals to the theaters, we want more content like this. This is the content that's going to change the culture and is going to change the world to where it looks more like we believe it should for our children and our grandchildren. And the theaters are on our side. The theaters love what we are doing. It was fun when there's this conference called CinemaCon. And my brother was there and he was wearing an angel shirt and people walk up to him left and right and say, they like pull out a cross or they'd pull out their script, you know, a little scripture verse and be like, we're on your side. <laughs> and yeah. and you know what it does? It's they're middle it, America. Right. And they're in middle America and they also want to make money. And what Hollywood is pumping out, nobody's going to see anymore. It's so That's separate right. from the middle of America. Uh, this is a great way. And I'm telling you, the problem with making films is you can't get them into the theaters because you need the big Hollywood studios to distribute it. That's right. Well, Angels, Angel Studios has broken that. But to be able to have this scene nationwide, the people that are like you and me that want to go see great movies, we have to buy the tickets in advance because once a few of those theaters sell out, then the theater chains all see that and go, oh, wow, I better get on board. And they start opening it up to their theaters and it just spreads. That way it has a massive opening that that's never been able to be done before. And the response for Cabrini has been incredible. I mean, when you look at uh, a big theatrical release in the U.S. is usually between 2000 and 3000 locations. That's a really, really wide release. And anything above 3000, just massive. We are already over 2,000 locations all over the nation. And people are pouring in to buy tickets because they're realizing this is a film. This is a cinematic masterpiece. Every, my brother, brother Neil said, this is not a motion picture. This is a motion painting. Every yeah, scene, every frame is absolutely gorgeous. And it has to be experienced in theaters. And so, like I said, if you go to angel.com slash Beck, 
make sure you get your tickets now because again, it signals to the theaters, give us more locations, give us bigger auditoriums. This is the type of content that will change culture. This is, uh, I would say the only Christian film made in my lifetime that is this good is probably uh, Passion of the Christ, uh, where that was just a mainstream, unbelievable film. Now, that was in Arabic, so I hate to say it was mainstream, but it was a great film. This is the same thing. It's the best thing, and this is the kind of quality you're getting because Angel has found the way to go directly to you and bypass everything. So if you believe in changing the culture, if you believe that we deserve better than just one choice of Hollywood, then this is the kind of thing that you need to get involved with. And you can go to angel.com slash Beck, angel.com slash Beck. Is that right? That's exactly that right. The, yeah. And you, you buy your tickets. How do you join the uh, Angel Guild? Yeah, so if you actually go to um, angel.com slash Beck as well, you'll see on the left-hand side people in this chat bar that are joining the Angel Guild. You'll be able to join the Guild, and that's going to allow you to actually be a part of not only getting two free tickets to every Angel theatrical release, getting early access to our content, but more importantly, your voice gets to be a part of deciding what the next Angel project is, what the next Angel original is. You get to be the alternative to the Hollywood gatekeepers and, yeah. and that membership, that membership could be one of the most powerful things an individual can do today to influence to the, culture the culture for their children yeah. and grandchildren. Jordan, I can't, you and what you and your brothers have put together is absolutely amazing. As you know, I'm a big fan uh, and, uh, and a friend of, of uh, your whole family. And, and, and I mean that of the angel studio. You. Yeah, um, but uh, I, I'm going to we're they're just about to release the trailer and we have to play it first. So we're going to play the trailer of uh, of Cabrini. I just want you to know they've picked Shania Twain to back this up, which is so weird juxtaposed to how this film uh, looks. But it is, again, brilliant strategy for those who went to see what a strong woman is like and they watched Barbie. Give this a shot. Here's a trailer. If we are to build an empire of hope. Let's go, girls. It seems we must first conquer New York. Do people know rats have it better than the children of five points? America, we are all people of dignity. Be careful, man. This place will eat you alive. You have swatted the hornet's nest. We are bold or we die. It's not safe. Not for you. I should go to work. Who the hell do you think you are? Man, I feel like a woman. You think you're gonna march in here and tell me? I want the best hospital for your people and for mine. Begin the mission, and the means will come. What kind of New York do we want? 
We are survivors. Or are we not? We are. Quanto rumore fa una donna da sola? It opens up March 8th. It is Cabrini. Get your tickets now. Angel.com slash Glenn or Beck. I can't remember if Sarah, look it up for me, will you? Um, all right. You hear me talking about my pillow products all the time. They, they change your sleep for the better. The pillows are fantastic. And they would like to show you uh, their gratitude for helping build their company. You can get 50% off the MyPillow 2.0 and 50% off the new flannel sheets. Oh, and their six-pack towel sets are now going for $29.98. MyPillow appreciates your support, and they want to give back to you. Take advantage of the free shipping, especially on larger items as the mattress toppers. 100% made in the U.S., sell for as low as $99.99. You'll also find sales on their kitchen towels, their dog beds, their blankets, and so much more with the promo code BECK. To find the offer, just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special square, check out everything now that I've mentioned, and more on sale remember enter the promo code beck call 800-966-3117 800-966-3117 get the specials now at mypillow.com you're listening to the glenn beck program It's truly an amazing thing, and this is why the left uh, works to silence people and, and put up barriers everywhere. You know, it was in the uh, late 90s that you didn't have conservatives on television. You just didn't have it. And then Fox came on and just mowed everybody down. Then when they couldn't handle that, then they said, oh, you got to go to the Internet because the Internet was nothing. And we built empires on the Internet. And now they're trying to get us uh, to be silenced on the Internet. They, they've always had Hollywood, and now Angel Studios and others are making movies for the red states that are absolutely unbelievable. They used to suck. They used to suck. They don't anymore. And Cabrini will show you, my gosh, it is an absolute miracle that we are at this place where we can put into culture things like The Chosen, things like Cabrini, that are just at the highest level of quality and, uh, and entertainment. Um, we're living in amazing times, and you might feel like you're, you're losing, but the, the mission is advancing. It is advancing. Don't, don't uh, just look at the little things that we look at and we're like, oh, they lost that, lost that. Look at some of the gains that we've made. They are enormous, just enormous gains in a very short period of time. Bridget Fettesy joins me next.
the Glenn Beck Program. Hello and welcome to Friday. It's the Glenn Beck Program. Bridget Fettesy is joining us. She's a spectator uh, uh, com- uh, columnist and a contributing editor there. She's also the host of the weekly Dumpster f- <laughs> Love the name of this. The Dumps Weekly Dumpster Fire on YouTube and Walk-In's Welcome Podcast. Uh, she is somebody that... If you've if you've not heard before, she's very very funny. She is also, I would say, um, uh, rather new, if you will, uh, to common sense. She used to be way way left, uh, not so much anymore. Not so much anymore. In fact, she's sobered up about ten years ago. She's with us now, Bridget. What did you say in my office when I said to you, uh, you're living, I can't believe this, you're sober, you've got a child, you're married, yeah. uh, you're living in a suburb here in Texas? Remember what you said to me yesterday? Yeah, I, I mean, it, I just celebrated 10 years, and if you had told me when I, right before I got sober that I would get sober, I was in Los Angeles wearing hot mm-hmm. pants, running yeah. around, you know, being an empowered yeah. female. Right. And if you had told me that I would have ended up in a Texas suburb as a mom, I would have just uh, kept on drinking. (laughs) (laughs) I would have been like, what drugs are you on? Give me more. (laughs) (laughs) We're with Bridget Fettesy next in 60 seconds. Stand by. First, our sponsor this half hour is Car Shield. There are some things in life it's safe to roll the dice on, but your car isn't one of them. It's a complicated machine, and even more so with all of the chips that we have now. It's not a question of if, it's always a question of when, and that usually is right after the warranty expires. So get some great coverage now and roll with Car Shield. You'll get protection plan that starts as low as $100 a month. It's flexible, month-to-month coverage. Your choice of an ASE certified mechanic, 24-7 coast-to-coast roadside assistance, complimentary towing, blah, blah, blah. But here's the thing. They now cover uh, more parts than ever before. 5,000 different things could go wrong with your car, and it is all covered, including the big things like transmission, etc., etc. You'll get a price lock guarantee. So no matter how many things are wrong with your car, no matter how many... How many things you file, uh, no matter how many miles you have on your car, your price will never go up. CarShield, I've had them for years for my old trucks. CarShield.com slash Beck. If you're out of warranty, get CarShield. CarShield.com slash Beck. Use the uh, promo code uh, Beck and you'll save 20%. It's 800-227-6100. 800-227-6100. CarShield.com slash Beck. Well, uh, by the way, it's the beginning. We haven't mentioned yet. It's the beginning of uh, uh, Black History Month. And uh, so today we salute uh, all of those great leaders uh, in black history. Justin Trudeau, uh, the former governor of Virginia, (laughs) and our first black president, Bill Clinton. (laughs) Good job. Uh, Bridget, how are you? I'm going to change my bio to new to common sense. (laughs) (laughs) Great intro. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's kind of true, don't it you is, think? It is. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. Um, so I, I, I read your uh, article, I think it was in The Spectator the other day, uh, that uh, said, 
said, we're too fat for civil war. <laughs> I just love it. Because I was thinking, man, I think we're headed for civil war. And then I see you saying, too fat, way too fat. Can Can you imagine? I mean, you're a history buff. You know yeah. exactly what all of those soldiers during the civil war endured and went through. And oh my gosh, how yeah. they had to travel with packs for miles and then run uphill into battles yeah. in the rain. <laughs> When you look at the stats, it's crazy. The average American, I think it's something I am not. Someone has to fact check me on this. But I believe if you walk 20 minutes, you're in the upper percentage of Americans who are in shape. We 20 really minutes. Are tr- we're turning in. I'm, I'm chief among them. We're turning into those people on Wally. Yeah. <laughs> They're just sitting in the chairs as like, I need another pudding pack. <laughs> yeah, we are. And people will be online in their, you know, studios and being all, we're headed for a civil war. It's like, have you been to Disneyland trying to imagine all those people <laughs> in combat? It's not happening. The good news is the enemy might run out of ammunition because I don't know if it could penetrate all of our bodies. <laughs> just, you know. Yeah, uh, I yeah, just, I, I'm, I'm not seeing I, it. I, I have heard uh, several people kind of say, you know, I think it's time for a civil war. And I just look at them like, are you out of your mind? Have you ever, have you ever seen civil war just on television from other countries? It's never good. Well, uh, what's wrong with balkanizing? Have you seen the Balkans? I don't want to live there. <laughs> but can it's again like play the tape forward for me. Whenever people say this, I need them to play that tape forward. What does this look like? It's not like we just have red states and blue states. Maybe we have blue cities and red states. Is this rural, rural versus urban? Are we, you know? I and I was saying in the piece, what are the letters home going to be like? We lost the battle for the River Ranch Costco. I mean, what are we fighting? <laughs> How do we, what is it over? How do we know that it's ended? It's, I need, I need people to answer these questions for me. You know, have you heard the people that are like, you know, the problem with the world today (laughs) is modernity. And I'm like, you mean like antibiotics, (laughs) like electricity, heaters, that kind of modernity. Yeah. We've got to go back uh, before modernity, you know, back to a time before the enlightenment. (laughs) No, I don't think we do. (laughs) I think you might be romanticizing what it's like to take a crap outside every night. (laughs) It does feel, you know, Instagram is very much has its finger on the pulse of the kind of basic person that I am and that most people in America are. And there's a great meme that goes around that's like when you want a homestead, but you also like getting things from Amazon in two days, (laughs) you know, and you're like telling your husband, I'm going to get chickens and I'm going to grow my own food. And he's like, "Okay, but you still want that. You still want those seeds. And like, you know, by the end of the day. Yeah, I, I, I follow somebody. My wife just turned me on to him a couple of months ago. I can't remember what the uh but they're up in montana i think <laughs> and they're uh they have eight children and the children churn the butter and <laughs> it's it's crazy yeah. now they have this beautiful house you know uh and they chose this they were like you know what we're rich enough let's make our own butter i don't i don't choose that ever <laughs> um but uh it, it's it's crazy how people and it's 
in some ways it makes sense. I don't trust our food system anymore. Not the system, but I mean, I don't trust the, I don't trust the big food corporations yeah. anymore. Uh, and, you know, there is a healthy thing to say, we've really screwed this up and this society <laughs> is not necessarily good. Right. You know? um, but you don't just flush the whole thing down. Yeah, and there is a lot of romanticizing. It's it's very, you know, go read Little House on the Prairie at the very oh. least or something. I There was a whole chapter oh. in one of the, the books that's dedicated just to their spring cleaning, an entire chapter of the book. <laughs> I know. There's an entire chapter of the whole book just about Christmas where they got like a sugar cube. Yeah. They were, like, <laughs> they were so excited. I remember reading that to my kids and I'm like, and we... We would just take a couple nibbles off the sugar cube, and then we'd put it away for a few days. This is what you want, guys. No, no, it's not. No, we would get skinny enough to fight a civil war. (laughs) Yeah, for all the wrong reasons, I think. So, uh, so how's motherhood? How's I love it. Um, Twenty-one months. Mm. She's a joy. I. It's so it's so interesting to me how and perhaps this is just getting older, but I spend so much time wanting to be cool and different and edgy and all of these things that I was chasing. And I was sitting in my house looking at seven roofs because I'm in a very basic suburb, which, had again, had you told me I'm very, in a very working class suburb. <laughs> Um, and I'm looking at I all these. I think you could have killed yourself if I would have told you that, <laughs> and that you would be friends with me. You would be. You'd I'd be, be like, dead of I'm a going fentanyl to overdose. 100%. I'm going to Canada for maid. Uh, okay, I just got off myself. But I was looking at this, thinking just how much beauty there is in being basic, as you know, the kind of term is now. And there's so I feel so content as long as my and having a relationship that is loving and stable. I I mean, my biggest asset and superpower, I think, is my husband. He is uh, such a rock for me. And again, if you had ever told me that these words would be coming out of my mouth, I would. Because you were like an uber feminist. I mean, I was, you know, there's all this talk about like polyamory right now and uh you know this is the media is pushing all of these things that you know you've got to have and i i was definitely one of those people who tried out oh i was experimental (laughs) you know i was i was kind of in a you're very lonely you don't really have a a team leader or somebody that's out there pitching for you, you know, is there? No, there's no one. I mean, are, am I allowed to say that slut? There's no one. Yeah. There's no you one. You can use the word slut. Okay. I don't know. I don't know what's allowed. Um, I'm used to podcasting where you can say anything. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't know. When I look at politicians, particularly this election, for example, I don't know who's talking to the reform sluts of the world. And we... <laughs> We are legions. <laughs> there are dozens of us. <laughs> but seriously, look at if you again look at Instagram, which obviously the algorithm is targeting. I'm a geriatric mommy, so it's really targeting yeah. me. And but there's again many old elderly moms. <laughs> <laughs> 
old and elderly. You're barely 70. I'm barely uh, 70. <laughs> but it's you see all these videos that go viral of women doing their, like, they'll be cleaning and then they'll be doing their club dance. They'll break into their yeah. club dance while they're cleaning right. or they'll they'll say one of my favorites that goes around is somebody when they're trying to make some, some macaroni and cheese and then they flick the macaroni and cheese bag like a, a bag of drugs, <laughs> right. like only druggies would know. And it's hilarious and it goes around and I'm, and I'm always like, you know, the the I do sometimes think the the right has a woman problem because the the rhetoric around woman is women. There's a lot of people who used to be party girls who are living in the suburbs now. Who's right. talking to them on the right? And no one's talking to them on the left either because they. Well, I think I'm talking to the. You do. I mean, my parties You're talking were really, to me. really bad. <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm talking to a party girl right yeah, now. Yeah, you are. You are. You're, you're giving me a platform. So, what does it take? <laughs> Representation <laughs> matters, Glenn. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Let me take a quick break because I don't. I, do you have the hour you can spend with yeah, us? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, let me take a quick break and then we'll be back with uh, British. Uh, British. Uh, Bridget Fetisy, uh in just a second. Bridget, when, when we come back, I, I want to talk to you about Tay-Tay in sports. Okay. Can we do that? Yeah. Uh, okay, good. Uh, we'll do that here in just a second. First, uh, our sponsor this half hour is Tunnel to Towers. Ever since September 11th, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has kept true to their word. They've been helping American heroes and their families. It is a it's a pledge that they promised back on September uh, like 12th when they were talking about it, like we've got to do something. Uh, and they uh, started Tunnel to Towers and they did the first tunnel uh, race from I think it's uh, Brooklyn to Manhattan. And uh, they gave that money to help the fallen police officers and firemen. Then as the war happened, they started helping out our veterans, too. And so they have this amazing system to help people that have fallen in the line of duty either overseas or fire or police and they take away the mortgage if there's a family it is uh, something that has made a huge impact in the people that we usually just will see and go oh wow that was bad and then we forget about them they don't tunnel to towers donate 11 dollars a month now to tunnel to towers at t2t.org that's t the number two t.org 10 seconds station ID. okay so there are two kinds of people uh i think well there's three kinds of people there are people that listen to uh taylor swift and they have become a little a little obsessive about just a little obsessive about it then there are people like i fit into this category i respect her i don't necessarily listen to her music so i don't know much but i think she's a brilliant business person and i have no problem and then there's people like Stu. <laughs> who are just like, why am I watching you on Sunday during football? Well, that's a, yes, I am that person. I want to see football on on NFL broadcast. I don't want to necessarily see Taylor Swift. That being said, I'm not anti Taylor, so I don't care. Like, no, I, I know, you know, I know. But it, you know, you do. It, it's it's. I mean, this is brilliant programming. They've taken uh, the NFL and they've merged it with the Hallmark Channel. And that's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful combination. It's a love story. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> love. It's it's such uh-huh. an old trope. What that, do you mean? Like the 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 jock and the, you know, the cool girl, like the the beautiful yeah. cheerleader type and the and the jock. We've seen so this. So which category are you in? Oh, I think she's a psyop. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't. Oh. I think that, I think that is hilarious. I do. I posted a meme the other day on my Twitter feed where you, do you guys remember that everyone who disagrees with me is a Nazi meme that went around. It was a book yeah. cover. Mm-hmm. I posted mm-hmm. it with Taylor Swift and it said everyone who disagrees with me is a psyop because it's like the other <laughs> side of this. <laughs> like Maybe people just don't agree with you guys, but she I think it's. I don't know. I find her very wholesome. She's she maybe it's just as I've become basic. She's wholesome. Uh, she speaks to the suburban moms. Do you guys hate suburban moms? <laughs> no, 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 no. I just I, I don't know if I mean, in today's world, yes, maybe we hold her up as wholesome. Uh, you know, uh, back in back in the good old days of the Salem witch trials, maybe not so much. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they were churning butter back then. <laughs> yeah, they were. They were. I mean, they this were. is the, this is the trad wife content that always cracks me up. You'll see these like trad wives, and they have a lot of cleavage showing, and they'll be like, "I'm a trad wife." I'm like, I don't think trad wives are showing their tatas on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I call me crazy. I don't. I don't it think is. that's what it is. The we're never good and we never seem to be able to find the middle. You know, we're we're always one way or the other. And it's like, can can I mean, are we alone? Uh, is is the majority of America still normal? Yes. I live amongst normies. People in media. Uh, you live in Austin. No, that might be normal I don't. For you. I live in a suburb of Austin. So I do <laughs> not live in Austin because it, it, and it is very normal. It is a very normal whole, like, it, it's actually crazy. My neighbors brought me brisket. You know, I, there, I was reading, I was saying the other day, I know I'm getting older because I was reading the bylaws for my HOA. <laughs> <laughs> and that is not the joke. The joke is that I was agreeing with them. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, there only should be an American flag. <laughs> That's right. I don't want any of these signs. I don't want to know my neighbor's politics. And largely I don't. We make each other cookies and help each other out. And there's a very community feeling to it. And that feels normal, you know, like a, a sense of normalcy and, and people have each other's backs and it doesn't, it didn't, I, I came from West Los Angeles. It was insane. It was, it was like Mad Max there, you know, okay. it, it was very, this is, is so different and people, I don't know, they're, they, they have football parties and they're, it doesn't, it oh, yeah. still feels like there is a very large portion of America that's normal. I don't think this election in particular inspires very much passion <laughs> out of anyone. I mean, maybe it's a good thing. I think there's a lot of people that are 
passionate. I think there's right a lot now. of passion for and against Donald Trump. That is where right. the passion lies. Like, right. I, there's no passion whatsoever for Joe Biden. I need to meet oh, these people right. who are like yeah, they, passionate yeah. Biden supporters. They must. They they can't be zero percent. Someone exists. Who's Someone's like, got to. Isn't it, her name is Jill? No, I, I honestly I don't even think Doctor Jill no. is passionate about it. She's like whatever. Do you think though some of this like the psyop stuff is a good example of this? Like. There was a conversion at some point where, from the idea that people would post things on the internet to make them popular, right? They wanted yeah. likes, right? And like the new Twitter algorithm, right, is interactions. It doesn't right. necessarily reward you for being popular or well-liked or saying things that people agree with. It also rewards you like if you say the dumbest thing on the internet that gets retweeted and mocked 50,000 times. Right. And I feel like now we're kind of at that point where people are like incentivized to just take the craziest stand they can think of because that's what gets you the, the clout. Yeah. Yeah. It, unless unless there's a lot of people that actually believe the craziest things they can think of, which in today's world is a real possibility. Mm. All right, back with Bridget in just a second. <laughs> Stand by for more. It's Friday. So uh, I know she will have completed her journey to the dark side as soon as Bridget says, you know, I, I, I started, you know, prepping just a, a little bit. Oh, yeah. It's, are you there yet, Bridget? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good boy. Reach for it. Uh, imagine, uh, imagine if something goes wrong. What could possibly happen? You know, we're 295 or 94 medications uh, right now that are should be readily available that are not readily available all over the country. That's a problem, uh, mainly because, um, you know, out of the major medications, out of the top of what, 21, I think we make 19 or sorry, China makes 19 of them. Um, if there is ever a real breakdown, we're in trouble. And the Jace medical case, uh, the Jace case, it will carry the five most popular antibiotics so you can have them on hand and you don't have to worry about a, a run and a shortage on that. There's already a shortage of amoxicillin, believe it or not. Plus, you can get all of your family's medications for a full year in your home. Go to jacemedical.com, jacemedical.com. Use the promo code PREPARED. It's J-A-S-E medical.com. Back with more with Bridget Pettisee next. There is currently a war being waged against America that threatens the very liberty of our nation, and it's not the one you expect. It's not the war against freedom of speech or freedom of religion. It is, believe it or not, the war on beef, our farmers, and our ranchers. Uh, we have Shad Sullivan on with us. You may not have ever heard of him. I don't know why you would. He's a rancher, uh, but he is also part of our CAF. USA. It's a private property uh, rights um, committee, and he is expressing his grave concern that if America doesn't wake up to what is happening in Washington and how it is affecting our farmers and uh, our beef industry, we will be facing hunger very soon. And it's just going to happen and nobody will know about it. 
uh, please uh, watch today's podcast. It's uh, episode 208, Millions Will Start. <laughs> Can we get, I don't know who <laughs> writes the titles of these podcasts, but they're always really, Millions Will Starve, episode 208 of the Glenn Beck Podcast. <laughs> That's great. Okay. Bridget Fetessy is with us. Hi, Bridget. <laughs> I will. Uh, you you gotta get you know you gotta get them curious. Yes, yeah. <laughs> millions will those. starve. I'll click on that. I gotta gotta look at that one. Uh, so you know I I have a hard time because uh, I go back and forth. My job is to inform people on the news and what's going on, and I think you have to pay attention to that. Um, but then I wonder, you know, does that do any good anymore? I mean, because it's a good question. Really, I mean. If you haven't woken up yet, do you know anybody who's like just coming to and they're like, hey, I noticed something, Bridget. <laughs> Something's not right. Yes. Do you have any? They are? Yeah, I think more and more oh. people every day. I, But I do think this is part of the crisis that we're in. And Stu and I talked about this a little bit yesterday on his show, just this when there's this absence of institutional trust you tend to become more polarized, more radicalized, more likely to believe conspiracy theories and lost. And a, a large population of people, you know, people, I do this series on my Substack letters from the politically homeless. And because my inbox for years now has been people who are red pilled, pur purple pilled, blue pilled, black pilled, white, whatever it is, they feel like they, it's like a confessional. And, so many people will write me and they'll they'll say like, you know, I noticed it was, it was like we're the first time I ever talked to you. And I'm like, did you know that there are double standards on the left? <laughs> really, Bridget? <laughs> Just an innocent little lamb. I had wow. no idea. But there are those people. But then there's no stopping. And suddenly you're in. Um, there are tunnels under the Getty, you know, or what, whatever, like that, that kind of crazy. Please, please. My Zionist master doesn't want to talk about the ghettos <laughs> or the, uh, the tunnels under the Getty. So can we please, uh, please stations edit that out. Please edit that out. All right, go ahead. Just, it goes, it gets into crazy territory, you know, where suddenly, yeah. Because there's not the anything is, to stop you from continuously kind of self-radicalizing. Right, because there is no arbiter of truth. Right. And the problem is, you know, they, you know the WEF is like, we've got we to restore tr uh, trust. And uh, oh, we've got to, that's why we've got to stop all these people from saying that, you know, there was something wrong with the vaccine or that, you know, right. that we were just trying to take over the world and change the world's economy. <laughs> and you're like, dude, <laughs> that's not going to restore trust. That's going to make it worse because you're lying. Yeah. And so you don't know who to trust anymore. No. And, and so many conspiracy theories have proven to be true. So, yeah, you don't know if the conspiracy, you know, there's that meme that's online. The like Alex Jones was right jar <laughs> where somebody's <laughs> like, oh, shoot. <laughs> you don't know if today's conspiracy theory will be tomorrow's, you know, right. truth Fact. that the media is now respinning to you. The mainstream right. media. And I, I think this leaves people. I'm I'm not exactly sure what to tell how to tell people to deal with that because it can be terrifying and mind numbing and 
And we all know that a population filled with fear and uncertainty is not a great thing. Well, but the good thing is we don't have a large part part of the population that is unstable mentally or taking <laughs> medication. Uh, so I don't know what you're worried about. I don't, I don't. Or, or heavily armed. <laughs> yeah, I just don't. Things are great. I don't see. Yeah, yeah. I, I try to be optimistic, though, and this is where I think we have to zoom you know, it's easy for those of us who do this and live and breathe this. It's hard to remember there's only so much I can actually control. What this does go back to kind of basic, even for someone like me who comes from 12 steps, what is what am I powerless over? What what can I turn over? Do I have any trust in God of my understanding at all? Do I trust that this is going as something bigger than me that I can't foresee? Do mm-hmm. I, it, it, you know, what what are my resent, resentments right now? This is such the politics of grievance on all sides everywhere. It's so toxic and unhealthy to live in that perpetual state of like, I deserve more and they wronged me. And it, it's like. Get over yourself. What, if we what could can just, you if do? We could, if we could just every day uh, spend five minutes making a list of the things we're grateful for. Yeah. But, I mean, just a little thing. So I many. am grateful for electricity. Yeah. I'm grateful for clean running water. <laughs> yeah. If we just made that list of the things that we were grateful <laughs> for and did it every day, I think a lot of that grievance stuff would go away yeah. eventually. I mean, it, 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 all we think about now is how somebody screwed me. Well, that's just going to pile on itself yeah. over and over again until you just want to you just want to destroy everything. You and I know how toxic that is. That it, yeah. you know that is that is resentment is destructive. It is corrosive. It eats at your soul. It's like envy or jealousy. These are things that yeah. we have control over take, taking a look at. And I do think knowing the very small circle of things that we can control, which is very tiny, really, in our own lives. What are our relationships like? What are what is, you know, that whole saying cluttered room, cluttered mind? What does our garage look like? Are there projects we could be doing? What are ways in which we can become more competent, even if they're telling you that growing food is more carbon (laughs) spewing and like isn't that scary? Crazy. That is the scariest thing. If you if you don't know this story, I just read it yesterday. That um, the who was it? What what expert uh, organization know. was this? Like you know, I don't know. Someone the World Health or whatever. It. And they came out and said that uh, growing your food at your own home, a victory garden, basically being self reliant, is worse for the planet. Than going and getting into your car and driving 20 minutes to some farmer's house uh, and getting your food there. That, that makes no sense. None. No. None. It, and it's terrifying that there, that that is the the unsettling thing, the the war on self-reliance that is yes. the the. You need to be dependent on all these other. I do think this is a a trend I'm seeing even among this is a bipartisan trend I'm seeing online among young people. There is like those learning those old skills like baking bread and canning and the younger generations are definitely teaching themselves how to sew and, and being competent. We are not a competent. I mean, the power went out for us. 
uh, very briefly and during this last kind of freeze in Texas. And I was like, well, this sucks. <laughs> you know, it was 20 minutes. <laughs> it wasn't the power, long. Do- the power doesn't even have to go off. I just got a new iPad and replaced the, the one that was busted. And it doesn't have any of the, you know, I don't have the passwords now. And I just sat there last night looking at it like, well, I'm not going to use that. So what do I do? <laughs> do you, do they still sell stamps? I, I don't. <laughs> we are so lucky. So it's bad. still yeah. a miracle within a miracle. Yeah. It's still, yeah, America is still a miracle within this. I mean, my, my daughter's obsessed with the universe because she's little. And so it's learning all about the, and it's like, how, how is this is there's no life that we know of anywhere else, not even remotely close by. That is we're just Crazy. a miracle within a miracle within a miracle. And I cannot stop saying this enough, because if you ground yourself in that and taking control of what you can control and learning to be more competent and being more of service, how can you help your neighbors you will feel better about life as opposed to doom scrolling on, you know, social media and telling yourself that it's all, we're very comfortable. We still have it so good. She has completed her journey to the dark side. <laughs> she is now ours. Uh, Bridget Fantasy, thank you so much. Thank you for having uh, me. It's always a blast. You met columnist from the uh, Spectator, contributing editor. Uh, she does a uh, podcast uh, called Walk Ins Welcome, and she's the host of the weekly Dumpster Fire. Uh, so check her out at fetacy.com or follow her on Twitter at Bridget Fetacy. All right, back in just a second. Tell me, without using your uh, your words, uh, what it's like to live with pain in your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, God. how many times a day do you do that? If it's a wincing face, you're suddenly walking around and all of a sudden, this this will happen. I'll, I'll be, and my son will say, what, what's wrong? And I'm like, nothing. And he's like, Dad. You just made that face. Uh, When you have pain, and especially if it is constant, it is really hard to live with. Um, Get back to yourself. You can't take away all pain, but get back to yourself. Get back to where you're you're moving and you're you're feeling like a human being and you're not just counting the days. Relief factor. Try it. See if it can help you. Their three-week quick start kit is $19.95. Now, this is a sub-daily supplement. You take it for three weeks to see if it's doing anything. But it's, it's designed to reduce, reduce the inflammation in our bodies. By reducing inflammation, we reduce our pain. We also reduce many of the illnesses that we have. Feel better or your money-back guarantee available now at relieffactor.com. Call 1-800-4-RELIEF, 1-800-THE-NUMBER-4-RELIEF, or relieffactor.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You know, the uh, the real question that is going to be answered in November, I think, if people inform themselves, is do you believe that the way California rules their state is good for the rest of us? Uh, there is something that happened with Proposition 12 in California, and it has just gone worse and worse and worse. Uh, and now it is affecting 
the entire country. It is a little like the the gasoline standards and the emission standards of California. California is such a big market that if they decide to do something, it drags the rest of the country along. Uh, and in today's uh, podcast, um, we have um, a rancher who is part of a, 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 a really uh, growing in power, I hope, group that is trying to wake people up, and especially ranchers and farmers, on what is happening and how we are no longer the breadbasket of the world. In fact, we're far from that, and we are close to uh, real issues of uh, food and global starvation if this doesn't stop. Here, uh, Shad and I are talking about uh, Proposition 12 and how California regulates all of our food. So uh, California just passed Proposition 12. Right. And if I'm not mistaken, didn't Massachusetts also pass something like this? I don't know about Massachusetts, but uh, they tried it in Oregon. Mm -hmm. They tried it in Colorado. Uh, with the Pause Act, that would make you know any any kind of um, uh, action. If I needed to palpate a cow to or pull a calf out, they made that a felony. They tried to make that a felony. It did not pass in Colorado, and I can speak for Colorado because that's where I'm from originally. Um, only because they we are a one initiative, one ballot initiative state, so we can only have one question on the ballot, and they had two. And it, so it did not get out of committee. Mm. Uh, but they're coming back, and they're coming back with a vengeance through all states. So you said in 2006 we knew that this wasn't going to end. Sure. Explain what California just did and why it affects all of us. Well, uh, with the passage of Prop 12, um, that, would, that would inhibit uh, importers into California. That would regulate the people who sell into California under the same rules, which would eliminate you know, a lot of transactions that they need right. so for their you, economy. And, and what they said was the pens have to be even bigger. Yeah. Um, and uh, they they want the hogs to be able to turn around. And that apparently the ranchers are saying that's dangerous for the pigs. That's right. Um, but uh, everything has to be augmented. It would cost thousands of dollars for anybody to take these rules on. My first reaction was, good, then let California live in California, and no rancher should be changing anything. Let them feel, feel the full ramification of this. That's right. But then what do the ranchers do? That's exactly right. Right. And, you know, uh, California is one of our, our largest uh, agricultural production states in the Union. Uh, in many ways, they are. And there are vast ranches out there that – that uh, this this affects all of them, you know, all production. You know, the beef cattle industry is the last bastion of freedom. And and so their ultimate goal is to get to us, and that's how they're doing it is on the lower levels through, you know, chicken, uh, pork, and, and those other, other production, means of production. When you say this is the last bastion of freedom, what do you mean by that? Well, as of right now, Every uh, every center of production in agriculture is vertically integrated. Uh, we've lost the hogs. China owns the hog production in the United States. We've lost the chicken and poultry uh, sectors to uh, corporate con control. 
uh, we've, we are importing 74%. 74% of our lamb is imported into the United States. Glenn Beck Program.